Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 this is the fearless agent podcast where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host the fearless agent himself bob left and good day to you this is bob right here at the fearless agent podcast for real estate sales professionals like you where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite i'm joined by my lovely co-host ramon b howdy very neighbor. opposite very opposite <laughs> howdy neighbor oh he used to be on hee-haw hee-haw yeah. Oh yeah! Howdy, neighbor. You know, I've been on Howdy, the friend. I've been on the set of Hee Haw. Have you really? Yeah, it's in the Grand Old Opry. Is that right? Backstage at the Grand Old Opry is the set of Hee Haw. It was mainly what picket fence and hay, right? Hey, was, a lot of a lot of hay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to say it again. Howdy, neighbor. Mm-hmm. Was that enough of that? Yeah, that's All enough right, of that. Exactly. Quite enough of that. Oh, wait a minute. We have to do the headlines of the day. If you say so, we'll do that. Neighbor. Hey. Come on. What do we got for today? Well, the DEA. Are you familiar with the kids um, down at the DEA? I'm not going to comment. Drug Enforcement Administration. No comment. They seized a million dollars worth of fentanyl. Oh, no. That was labeled coronavirus. <laughs> it was labeled coronavirus? La- labeled. Uh, 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 that was meant to fool them, I, I think. Would, yeah. But the two men were charged with a million counts of terrible marketing. That makes sense. That it does. In some universe somewhere. <laughs> that makes sense. Corona. They didn't put COVID. Uh, that was a corona. And it was spelled with a K. So that might That's have thrown the people. Thing. That's mm. you know They're not good spellers. Mm-hmm. Criminals, they can't spell. Are you a good speller? No. Is that no, right? No. I can barely read. That's why I'm in radio. Is that right? And podcasting. Now, uh, there's a secret to spelling. You know what it is? Uh, People, I'm a very good speller. Assembling the letters in the correct order. Well, that's part of it. But yeah. you, people, they say, mm-hmm. they, these experts, mm-hmm. whoever they they say that people who are really good spellers picture the word mm-hmm. in their mind. Oh, I see. I might try that. Now I can only think of the word picture. Parallelogram. Ooh, that's good. How do you spell it? I, there's a P, I think, <laughs> there's somewhere. There's a P in it somewhere. Yes. Okay. There's an X, a triangle. There's no X with a triangle. All right. No. Shall we? Uh, no pentagram in the, <laughs> in the word parallelogram. Now, okay. I don't, you know, it's funny. I can spell pa- parallelogram, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. That's the funny thing. I have no idea it's what it is. It's a fancy word, though. Bust it out every it's once a, in a while. It is a fancier. How about tsunami? Can you spell that? There's a P in that as well. Go ahead. Spell it. Tsunami. P-nami. No. I don't Go know. Go ahead. Try. I, I can't spell it. Tsunami. Can't spell it. Do you know what a tsunami is? I do. <laughs> yeah. It starts with a T. I was, I was kidding, of course. Of course he knew that. I knew course. that. I, listen, I'm playing a character here on the podcast. I'm actually yeah. a very intelligent, good-looking man. Is the capital of 
Kentucky pronounced Louisville or Louisville? Louis. Wait, this is a trick question. I'm not going to answer. It's pronounced Frankfurt. That's it. Yeah. I, I knew. I've, I've stepped on that one before. By the way, I've been to Frankfurt, Kentucky. It's one of the most beautiful towns. I was in Frankfurt, Kentucky, and I, mm-hmm. I was saying to myself, you really have not been to America unless you've been to this town. Wow. It's It's amazing. Amazing town. Baseball, hot dogs, uh, apple pie. No, it's whole very time. old. You know, it's Civil War. It's it's seventeen hundreds. It's a lot of, a lot of historical. Just are there any monuments that are still left? Yeah, sadly. Do uh, you know? I'm a little. Uh, you know, I'm a Republican. Can we just say? I. That? You know what? I never knew that about you. Are you a Republican? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say I'm maybe maybe okay maybe so. If you're a Republican, the Except Confederate flag was the enemy's flag. Correct. Yeah. They were lynching Republicans. They hated us. So, you know. So I, I, I'm a fan of tearing down a statue to Robert E. Lee. If you want to put it in a museum or something, but I don't want to celebrate that idiot. But wow. uh, That's just me. We just so went, if we just lost our customers. We just South went political. Carolina. Yeah. We did. South Carolina customers. <laughs> and Dukes of Hazard fans. Uh, that's different because they had those little shorts. Oh yeah, yeah. Daisy Dukes. What? Entirely different. Again, that we makes up. We're not going to talk you about. You got to have stand. I mean, you have to be forgiveness is part of it too. <laughs> that's it. We <laughs> shall Let's not be too strident. Yes, we shall forgive the Daisy Dukes. <laughs> we certainly will. I'll 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 forgive the General Lee because of the Daisy Dukes is the way we say it. Uh, by the way, I've been to the. Uh, the Dukes of Hazard Museum. Oh, really? Yeah, that was interesting. Like in Georgia or something like that, right? Uh, I believe – where was I? I believe that is in Tennessee. Oh, OK. And mm. uh, But I'm not 100 percent sure about that. But they you... have the car and they have memorabilia aplenty. Yeah, it was kind you of... are much like Johnny Cash in that song. You've been everywhere, I've been man. to Johnny Cash's home. See? You've been everywhere. The outside. Which is in complete disarray and crumbling, and it's like, a, yeah. What is all, it, childhood home? No, it was when he was richer than heck. It's big. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. That's in Tennessee. Wow. That's outside of Nashville. Uh, and I think Taylor Swift's home was not too far from that. Pop- I did not go there, no. and that's because of the guys with the earpod, earbuds and the... Guaranteed the that home is not in disarray by any way, <laughs> no, shape, not. or form. No, she's doing rather well. She's doing all right for herself, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. That's because she stayed off the booze and the drugs. Now, uh, what do we, well, we've been talking about the buyers. That we have. So I was listening to a podcast. Yes, I said it. I what? listened to podcasts. Other than yours? Yes. How dare you? And mostly it's history. Okay. That's acceptable. Yeah, I like history. You were a part of history. Well, I lived through most of it, so let's get that out there. (laughs) So this guy who is a Census Bureau demographer. We're not going to spell that. Now, that's an exciting job, I'm sure. Yeah, he sounded super dumb. Turns on the ladies when you drop that one. Yeah, what do you do? So, hey there, uh, I'm I'm with the CIA. That'll pick up a chick, but not I'm a Census Bureau demographer. No, that's not a way. So... uh, he was talking about. By the way, I apologize for saying picking up the chicks. I just want to make sure that that was. Uh, I think people still say that. Can they? I don't. I uh, just want to keep I my job. I think people still say. <laughs> my apologies to I don't, any. I have a feeling in this building there is no such thing as human resources. 
Uh, they've been outsourced to India, so we're okay. Yeah, I think you're fine. So you can make the joke about the Indian. No, we're going to stop right there. Human resources. We're going to stop. I'm going to. I'm going to imitate how they sound. No, you're no, not. I'm not. No, no, no I'm watch not. Oh, oh, your microphone went off. Oh, we can't hear you. Oh, good. Now we're back. Okay. So he wrote a book. Jonathan Vespa is his name. Vespa, by the way, is the Italian word for what? The little scooter. Wasp. That's what I meant. Yeah, that's right. It's the little scooter. So. Uh, Jonathan Vesper wrote a book called, I think it's called The Truth About Millennials. So the funny thing to me is for months and months and months, years, really, the Realtor magazine uh, published by the idiots who take all our dues money, the Association from Realtors, and they're always talking about, here's what millennials like, and here's what millennials this. And then so so this this is the fun facts about millennials, 33 percent of them live alone or with a spouse okay all right 66 percent of them live with their parents uh in a dorm room or on a friend's sofa wow okay so if you're going to aim your marketing at a target group of people don't pick the the brokest group you know so he was talking about the Four common milestones of adulthood. Now we're gonna we're gonna exclude ourselves from this conversation because right. I don't I don't think this is gonna make us look good, you oh, and me. No. So it said most things four, don't. By the way, yeah. The four common milestones of adulthood are number one, getting married. Are you married? Yes. Okay, I'm married. Having kids. Do you have kids? No. Have you ever considered having a kid? No. You're obviously smarter than me. Number three. Having a job. I know you have a job because I come to visit you at your job. Correct. Uh, Do I work? Nah, not really. Number four, living away from parents. Yes. Which is easy when you're our age because your parents are probably deceased, right? Correct. Okay. And then uh, because we don't want to live down at the cemetery. No, No. we don't. And then uh, how how many people age 18 to 35, did all four of those things. Well, in 1975, 45% of people below the age of 35 had done those things. And in 2021, it was only 23%. Wow. (laughs) So aiming your marketing at buyers or sellers under the, under in the millennial group that's just crazy so i don't know what who writes these articles in realtor magazine but they must be nuts so, is this why you are against doing the social media advertising on like instagram and tiktok and all of that i think uh social media makes you hate other groups of people doesn't it no well my daughter mm-hmm. once said she has great wisdom for mm-hmm. punk she said uh, nothing good comes from social media is she a millennial? Uh, she is 29. She's a Gen Z, no? Is that right? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about the groups, what age groups. Well, she sounds like. smart. She is, uh, yeah, she's smart. Good. She got her master's degree, so. No, she's not smart. Come on. She doesn't listen to me. That would That's the measure of smart. Can no, she no, spell? Can she spell? Yes, she can. All right, so she's She smart. was the valedictorian of her high school. Wow. She was homeschooled, I will say that. Is that right? No. Come on now. She was actually the valedictorian of her high school. So we're proud of that. As you should be. I, on the other hand, 
big time high school dropout biker loser. Yeah. So her mother. Thank God for her mother. So we've been talking about the buyers uh, and how to control the appointment. So you do the little preview of coming attractions. You widen them out on the questions. And now we're going to – and then you do the the, presen- the the actual presentation to get them to sign the buyer-broker agreement and then uh, crush the objections that they might have ahead of time, the dumb ideas that they might have, head off the problem. So we talked about that last week on the big shoe here. And then uh, the third thing is select with them not for them. It's always good to uh, let them say no to a few. So secret number three is about creating urgency. So um, the, the one thing that if you want to create urgency, the, the kill, the death of urgency would be to send them emails of listings. Nothing could not create urgency like that. So when all the other agents were sending emails of listings to people, I was putting the buyer in my car, taking them and showing them actual houses, and and that really is the secret. So I would uh, go through the steps, and I would I would first I'd search the MLS, I'd widen them out, I would I would go meet with them, and I'd say here's the here's a stack of uh, all the houses that meet your absolute minimum requirements. So I want you, I want you to go through these and then weed out the ones you don't want to see and and then tell me why. So they would sit there and go through the stack and they go, oh, I don't want this. And I'd say, are you sure you don't want to see that one? You know, like I'm trying to sell, a, sell them, I'm putting it back in maybe, which, yes, that's going to mean we're going to have to go look at more houses. But many times that one that they thought they wanted to weed out was the one that they ended up falling in love with. So it has to be a good reason to take it out of the list. Then I book an appointment to go show them houses. I take the the the, the printouts back. And and yes, I know this sounds old-fashioned, but the the fact is you get paid every time when you do it this way. So um, I take the take the list back. Then we're going to say go the next day. By the time that happens, maybe some new ones came on the market. And then uh, so I'm going to go show houses. Now, I'm not going to let them look at the printouts while we're looking at the houses. So I've arranged the printouts in, in the – in the, in the order that we're going to go see them. And then uh, they're not allowed to look at the printout. So we're just going to talk about, you know, other things when we're driving around looking at houses. So I want them in the car with me. And then uh, the, the secret here is prepare them for the worst. Okay. Now they're going to think you're nuts, but here's the way this goes. There's two ways to do this. One is, Oh, I've seen this house. This is a great house. This house has a fantastic backyard. You're going to love this backyard. It's like Disneyland. It's so amazing. And and then you get there and they go, oh, yeah, it's okay. You know, uh, If I say, I, I, I think this is the one that has the tiny backyard. I think this is the one that you're, you might not like the backyard on this. And then they get there and the backyard is like Disneyland and they go, oh, this is fantastic. No, this is great. And then they're selling it to me. Now, they might think I'm nuts, but doing the opposite tends to harm your cause. 
The other one is mutual discovery. So, you know, I would I would be driving up to show them a house on the right side of the street. I park on the right side of the street and and then uh you know, I'm getting ready to open the lockbox and get out and they go, "Hey, what about that one?" And then I look over across the street and I see a lady getting out of a big gold Mercedes. She's got that big Sotheby's hairdo. And then there's that brand new sign and it's got that little gopher pile of dirt that means it's freshly installed and she's hanging the lockbox on her new listing. And of course, you know, I don't have the printout for that. And and then uh, I say, hang on a second. So I run up and Say, hey, can I? I've got buyers. I'm going to show them the one across the street. Can I? Can I show your house? And she'll say, sure. I say, why don't you leave and I'll put the key back in the lockbox for you. She goes, that'll be great, you know. So I, I go up. We open the door. The heavenly hosts are singing. Ah, uh-huh, this is the perfect house. Now here's the question: Is it legal for me to show that house? Yes, really, without the printout. Without having emailed it to them? Oh, I see. So it's the mutual discovery. Now they're selling me. I haven't seen it. You know, there's nothing. I don't know anything about it. I don't have the printout. So we're going to find out that later. That's their favorite house, of course, because they found it without me, right? And then secret number four is expect hesitations. So uh, the old saying is, you know, Floyd Wickman told me this. He goes, you know, most people given the opportunity to hesitate, will hesitate most of the time. So uh, objections, something's wrong or, or something like that. So th- the reality is is we can handle the expectations different way, the, uh, hes- the hesitations or the, or the um, problems or anything like that. One way to do it is handle it before. So if I, if I go in the house – and I see a, uh, let's say, a crack in the ceiling or a stain on the roof that looks like there's been a water leak or something, and I happen to notice that, it's, it, if I say it to them, I say, hey, by the way, there is a, there's a water leak in the, in the roof. You know, it looks like there was a roof leak or something in the master bedroom. I just want you to be aware of that. So I'm going to, I'm going to, if I notice something ahead of time, I'm going to be the one pointing it out. So it makes it look like I care about them, which of course I do, but I want it to look like it. Then there's the uh, handle it now, you know, for, for some things are fixable. Some things are not fixable. So uh, very common in our neck of the woods here that we have that block built house, the cinder block house or brick house. And then inside you have the drywall uh, that may be smeared right over the block sometimes. And then you've got that crack in that's, you know, there's some settling or something over the years in the 1953 house. And you probably have that in your house. Not in my house. But I, have I have that in my house. I've lived in a house that had that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the uh, these, you know, the buyer says, oh, look, you know, the house is falling down. And the agent, guy agents are bad about this. Uh, the, the, the female agent is a better agent than the guy agent typically, especially about this. The guy agent, oh, he goes, that's, that's no problem. He goes, what you do is you just take a little chisel, you chisel that out, you smear some spackle on that, you texture it up and you paint over it good as new, right? And then the buyer goes, huh? Right? So 
the better way to go is to be like the female agent. The female agent would look at the guy buyer and go, is that fixable? And then the guy buyer says, oh, yeah, that's no problem. You just chisel that out, put a little texture on that, you know, paint it up as good as new. So ah, I see. Make smarter. it seem like it's their His idea. idea. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't that just pretty much how it goes anyway? It's pretty much how it goes. The female to male and, I'm lucky that I have no handyman skills whatsoever, so I would not be saying, oh, you no problem, you just chisel that out. That would never happen. I would have no idea how to fix that. I know that I fixing it would involve the phone and my checkbook. That's all I need to know. Um, I once tried to change the the washer, and what was that the sink thing where you turn on the water and the it's faucet, the faucet thing, yes. and it leaks. Mm-hmm. Ugh. How much did that cost you after everything? It, it was, cost yeah. me it, time is what it cost. It was, you go to Home Depot, you come back, you go back to Home Depot. Oh, I got the wrong back, part. Uh, right, yeah, wrong size, yeah. and then finally you call the guy. Scott's still plumbing. That's a shameless plug. Uh, the other part of expect, expecting hesitations is number three, handle it never. Floyd taught me this. You have to whistle. Do you know how to whistle? <whistles> yeah, there you go. So so they, they'd say, Floyd taught me this. They'd say, they go, wow, this backyard is tiny. Yes, it is, and me talking will not make it bigger. <laughs> right? This 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 carpeting is hideous. Right? <laughs> so don't don't handle some of the if it's not changeable. Like now, the carpet is changeable. If they say what kind of carpet would you be changing it to? What color would you rather have? What kind of flooring would you be putting in? That's how that happens, and then. Secret number five is close for the sit-down. So uh, you're driving back to the office. They found their favorite house. Now you're going to go back to the office, and you're, you're uh, saying, okay, well, let's go back to the office. And, uh, and they go, oh, my gosh, where does that time go? We've got to go bowling tonight. We've got the bowling league. That's right. And I go, uh-oh. I said, I'll tell you what, uh, Let's just run in the office real quick. You had some questions about that house. Why couldn't I answer those questions? Oh, that's right. I didn't have the printout with me. So let's go back and, and, and answer the question. They go, well, you know what? The bowling thing, I got this. We have to, my bowling shirt is really wrinkly. I have to iron it. And we've got to, the kids are at the babysitter and all that. So I said, I'll tell you what. Let's just, let's just go in the office real quick. I'll write it up as if you were going to buy it so you know – you know what we're what we're talking about. So what we're going to discuss when we do talk. They go well. Here's the thing, the the babysitter. She's she hates it when we show up late. Blah 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 blah. And I said, I'll tell you what. Number three is the last resort close to get them in the to to sit down. There's a there's a rule of thumb that Floyd taught me that people don't buy on their feet. They buy on their butts. If you don't sit them down, they're not going to buy. And I say, I tell you what, that that last house. We we loved it was five hundred thousand right. Uh, if I could get it today for you for four hundred thousand, would you buy it today? And they would say, "Do you think you could?" I'd say, "I'll tell you what. Let's go inside and make some calls and see what we can do." Now, once I get them on their butt, I'm going to remind them that's their favorite house. They are going to be offering 500 or more, but the secret is you got to get them in there. If they say they got to think about it, if they you know, they say, "Oh, we I think we want to sleep on it." The answer to that is if you got to sleep on it, you ain't going to sleep in it. 
So we're 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 not going to wait. So you got to get that done. So by the way, folks, if any of the stuff we talk about on the podcast here makes any sense to you whatsoever, and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were, and you're open to the idea of having some help, go to fearlessagent.com. Watch our free webinar up in the banner on the right hand side. You can call me anytime, toll-free, day or night, at 480-385-8810. That's my cell phone. And just see if you and what you're trying to do and what we do at Fearless Agent, if that would be a good fit. And and you can, again, always call me. I want to thank all of you for being with us today, joining us. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. Uh, please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on whatever platform you're on. You can call me directly at 480-385-8810. Subscribe at fearlessagent.tv. And until next week, do what we always do. Always have fun. Stay humble. Most of all, be fearless, gang. Thanks. Thanks.